Hello and welcome to the McYappaprise Movie Podcast. I'm Gavin. I'm Ian. And uh, if this is your first time listening to us, we are a movie chat show where we basically talk about all things to do with movies that interest us. Yeah. And uh, usually we round it up with um, some reviews. We'll be uh, both reviewing uh, Ted, the uh, live-action directorial debut of uh, Seth MacFarlane, creator of Family Guy. And I'll be doing an overall overview of the Twilight movies, which I have sat through all of in the last three days. And uh, none of us can hardly wait to hear that. Hey, (laughs) the reasons for doing it was so that I could finally see what people were talking about. I thought... Yeah, it's easy to piss on after the first movie, but I yes. should really see yes. what these things are you so that I can see, so that, should, that I can be more specific in my criticism. You in should future. be able to uh, experience the whole thing as a whole to truly be able to tear it apart. Exactly. I watched right. all of the, the new Star Wars movies. I should at least give this the same. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Um, I I was not as strong as my partner here. I I watched the first Twilight and I watched New Moon. Um, so you, you skipped. I skipped uh, Eclipse and Breaking Dawn 1. And okay, Breaking but Dawn Dawn, I thought you'd mentioned the tent scene, no? The tent scene? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone you'd knows. heard about I'd that. I heard about the tent scene. Well, is this the one where he's like says, I'm hotter than you? Yeah. <laughs> In context, it works, but you never see, mind. As soon as I heard about that scene, I'm like, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just, basically, all I need I'll get to that, it, but let me, not, let me just cut you off by saying at that point, that scene yeah. in that movie? Yeah. Sparkles. It's so money. <laughs> I can't believe that you're, <laughs> you're hearing the words coming out of my mouth. I can't believe you're saying that Twilight is money. I watched Swingers recently. I can, as well. I can understand, like, if you say, you know, it's like, look, you know what? I, I watched it and it, it ain't that bad. No, no, but that scene, it, that scene, that scene sparkled. I, I was trying to use the, avoid the use sparkles because they're too fucking associated with this franchise. By all means, name it after a but they were abysmally bad Mariah Carey movie. That was a scene where the two, the, those two guys were pinging off each other, and it was. I funny. am disgusted. I know. I'm I absolutely disgusted. I can't believe this shit. Do you hear what? I mean, sorry for those of you who do listen to this show. You'll, you'll understand where I'm coming from. Look, we give this motherfucker. <laughs> I hate everything. At least I've stuck to my guns. <laughs> Well, I'd seen it now. We'll get right. to that later. We'll get to All right, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. <laughs> if, you, if you'd like to let us know what you thought about uh, the Twilight series or anything else, um, you can email us. At McYappenFry. Uh, e- podcast at McYappenFries.com. Yeah, that's podcast at McYappenFries.com. It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> haven't done this shit in a while. Um, but yeah, let's move on to the news. Yeah, so movie news. Well, I mean, uh, one of the big things that we talked about at the last podcast was how uh, Disney has now bought Lucasfilm, mm-hmm. and um, uh, Michael Arndt uh, was um, the, the, ri- the writer. Yeah. yeah, the writer, the writer of uh, Little Miss Sunshine and Toy Story Three was confirmed as the writer of Episode Seven. Was, uh, episode Seven. That's right. I'm getting confused because there are so fucking many. It is Spaceballs Two: The Quest for More Money. <laughs> They should get Mel Brooks no, in it. No, He's still alive, right? This is like we just paid four point five billion for you, motherfucker. We're gonna we're gonna work the shit out of you, you little fucking factory. Well, wasn't that, is that what you're gonna refer to? One of the producers saying about the number of movies they wanted to do per year? Uh, no. I think no, no. Kathleen Kennedy yes, right, yes. was saying well, we're, we're hoping to do two to three Star Wars movies a year. Now she probably meant movies or shows, she probably said shows in the manner of you know a tentpole movie, yeah, maybe yeah. some TV movies or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but. Yeah. Dude, I know that's ridiculous. It just that's it's just like, insane. Welcome to the Disney machine. Exactly, exactly right. Welcome to the Star Wars sweatshop. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be surprised if suddenly, like you know, like a Lucasfilm and Disney start building like these little huts in fucking Korea and Vietnam and Hanoi. And Star all Wars <laughs> town where they just manufacture shit. Star Wars shit. town where they just manufacture shit. 
<laughs> it's crazy. Maybe George Lucas isn't retiring and that he's gonna he's actually gonna run one of these things. He's gonna have his own fucking country. Well his his direction the, works there. Just share that's at the staff. <laughs> Faster, more, more intense. intense. <laughs> Why don't you understand me? So, <laughs> so those wallets, faster, more intense. That's right. Um, uh, no, but uh, in, in addition to Michael Arndt, uh, two other uh, writers have now been confirmed. Uh, confirmed, confirmed? Because they were said to be almost confirmed, but hadn't been announced by Lucasfilm. Well, I don't know. I, I thought that it was, uh, that it was confirmed. Mm. Um, and that uh, Lawrence Kasdan... Um, who Star Wars fans will know as the uh, writer of Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. That's good news. He also wrote the screenplay for uh, Dreamcatcher. Mm-hmm. Not so good news. That's a great movie. <laughs> it's a it's a great, it's a good bad movie. Yes. Let's not. I think that cast. It's a great cast. I mean, you got Damien Lewis. You got. There's nothing uh, wrong with Jason the cast. Lee, right? There's nothing. Yes, Jason Lee. Jason Thomas Lee Jane, gets uh, Thomas the shit weasels get him. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane. There's no Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman's <laughs> fucking insane in that movie. <laughs> Look, Dreamcatcher. Not saying anything about the cast. Cast was awesome. Even the idea is awesome. It's but but it's a bad movie. Yeah. It's not that good. I, it's my, it's definitely a guilty pleasure. I like to watch. It's it. a guilty pleasure for me as well. But you know, if I was just like watching this cold, I wouldn't think. You know what? Get this guy to write the new Star Wars. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> I want the guy who made the shit demon movie. The shit. The shit weasels. The shit weasels. What do they call them? The shit weasels. The shit weasels. And uh, Damien Lewis does Gollum, which is great. That's He's right. talking to himself. That's right. If you Constantly. haven't actually, right? If you haven't seen Dreamcatcher, you should watch it. Yeah. It's uh, it's really good, bad fun. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so, but actually, I am a, I am a fan of uh, Lawrence Kasdan. Grand, what else Ca- is he Grand, done? Grand Canyon is one of my all time favorite movies. Oh, well, I haven't seen that. Uh, he also did The Accidental Tourist. Uh, he also did The Big Chill. Oh. So he's, uh, he's he also did Silverado. Uh, he's done some good movies. He's done some good movies. Huh. Uh, although although I have no idea what he's done lately. Yeah. Yeah. Who's mm. mm. the other writer? Just two, right? That's, the other, the other writer is um, Simon Kinberg. What's he done? Simon Kinberg, uh, he wrote Sherlock Holmes. Uh, he did uh, X-Men The Last Stand. Uh, he's also one of the screenwriters on the uh, the next X-Men movie, Days of Future Past. Um, he's one of the producers on X-Men. Yeah, but, the, yep, the, yep. but, but that, that list just before the, the, the writing list doesn't bode well. The no. Last Stand was not... No, no, I mean... Well written. Yeah, but then again, we don't know whether... I mean, that's, that's just it, though, is that a lot of the time when these people are credited, there's so many writers... You know, there's a whole bunch of writers who aren't credited who probably tinkered with the script as well. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't, you know, it's it's uh, to to lay all the blame on one guy isn't particularly fair. No. I'm just sort of, but, I, just, I just can't believe how fast everything is just fucking moving now. I think I mean, it's Disney, not that it's Disney been, is really they're they're not fucking around with this. And uh, they bought it on store credit. Um, I think it's not. I think it's been in play for a while, but for I don't know how they managed to do it. Probably they, they just, had hitmen tra- tracking everybody who knew about it. They just kept it. Really they kept secret. it really secret because Mark Hamill and Carrie, uh, was saying that uh, Luke George Lucas had uh, lunch with him and Carrie Fisher and basically told him what was happening, but just swore the secrecy. When was that? Um, so like like, uh, like a few months ago. Oh, because they they have come out and said that they yeah, had a yeah, discussion, yeah. but I didn't hear when it was yeah. and stuff like that. And we were told not to you know to keep our fucking mouth shut. And they did, which is pretty yeah, good. Very good, very good. Because you know Mark Hamill loves to talk. Yes. <laughs> I, I, again, the Fat Man on Mark Batman Cam- podcasts with yeah, yeah. Uh, Kevin Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they? I, I keep I, I hate keep, keep pumping or uh, pimping uh, Kevin Smith's podcast, but they're no, really I, fucking I, good. I've, He's got I've two been, hours. I've been, I've been listening to uh, little bits and pieces here and there. He's got two to three hours of interviewing Mark Hamill, starting with "How did you get started." That that whole fucking thing where Kevin Smith is talking about the dark, this is uh, not the Mark Hamill thing. Yeah. This is one that I recently listened to where he's talking about the Dark Knight Rises, 
Oh, where he, he's, he he's, he's explaining it to Scott Mosier because yeah, Scott Mosier hasn't seen it. And he yeah. said, obviously, <laughs> he's, he's, he's going through the change. I listen to a lot of podcasts. He's now saying, like, seriously, don't say that. I will roll a tear, man. <laughs> when he's talking to Kevin Conroy, he gets Kevin Conroy to talk to him. Kevin Conroy, for those who don't know, is the voice of Batman in the Batman animated series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At he, the end of the lot, interview. So a lot of people consider him to be the, the, definitive, Batman. the definitive Batman, just like a lot of people consider Mark Hamill yeah. to still be the, the definitive Joker. Yeah, I hear Kevin Conroy's voice in my head when I read Batman. Did you see the. Uh, the, well, the point yeah, being, yeah, yeah. he got him to like record affirmative messages for him. Like he has <laughs> Batman saying, Kevin, everything you've done so far has been fine. All right, Kevin, it's gonna be okay. And he's like, I'm fucking great. <laughs> if you couldn't get Batman, like you know, to give you a personal message, your person's yeah, like, I'm yeah, recording yeah, yeah. this and just listening to it. Holy <laughs> shit! Oh man, I need a moment. No, but uh, did you see the uh, YouTube clip? I think this is uh, from Comic Con or something where um, someone asked uh, Mark Hamill to do to say why so serious in his Joker voice, mm-hmm. and he and he does, and it's pretty fucking cool. Really? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. YouTube that shit. Yeah. And uh, while we're talking about... Star- I have nothing else to do with Star Wars, do you? Um, no. Okay, skipping from Star Wars, moving into uh, Star Trek. They Because really- they're basically the same. Exactly! That email address is podcast.meappenfries.com. From Star Wars, jumping into Star Trek. It's a natural thing. <laughs> I didn't say, well, as we know, Star Wars and Star Trek are exactly the same. Yeah. So I just said, we're, you know, it's the, keeping the whole sci-fi thing going. No, we don't have to defend ourselves. I was hoping to get hate mail just to get some mail. <laughs> anyway... Don't we have any mail? No, we've no mail. We've some spam. We've no. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I I was told somewhere that we that we had a mail. Who told you that? Wasn't me. No. <laughs> Star Trek. Yeah. Um, Paramount has uh, released the uh, official synopsis for yeah, right, for uh, Star Trek Into Darkness, uh, which I still think is a horrible title. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't like it. But uh, here's what it says. In summer 2013, pioneering director J.J. Abrams will deliver an explosive action thriller that takes Star Trek into darkness. Oh, they actually officially did that? Yes. yes okay, they, they can did. fuck off now. That's fuck it. I'm done. Fuck Star you. Trek into darkness. It's Star it was okay. I was okay with when being the, Star Trek. Listen to this. This sounds, into darkness. Wait, listen, to this. this sounds this sounds terrible. I know. When the crew of the Enterprise is called back home, they find an unstoppable force of terror from within their own organization has detonated the fleet and everything it stands for, leaving our world in a state of crisis. <laughs> With a personal score to settle, Captain Kirk leads a manhunt to a war zone world to capture a one-man weapon of mass destruction. As our heroes are propelled into an epic chess game of life and death, love will be challenged, friendships will be torn apart, and sacrifices must be made for the only family Kirk has left. His crew! <laughs> now, I, I saw this on Slash Film, and they just said the bottom, yeah, like, that doesn't sound right, but it's a, it's, it's, it's a press release. I guess everyone, it's, th- it's Thanksgiving, everyone else is away, an intern wrote that. <laughs> we need to get that press release out, Jimmy. Remember the thing I dictated to you last week? Yes, boss. A one-man weapon of mass destruction. We I guess that's Benedict Cumberbatch. Is I, it? I guess so. I guess so. And we got this little picture here of that's oh, that's an old picture. Though. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's an old picture of um, Benedict Cumberbatch and Spock fighting. Spock is making the most ridiculous face. Yeah, but <laughs> one of the things that you realize—I heard somebody mention this a while ago—you can pause anything. Yeah, and someone's making ridiculous faces. Like I've been, I watched the first couple of uh, Twilight movies here, and I took regular breaks to tweet about it and to keep have to sh- wash myself, have showers. And during that time, it freezes on weird moments. People's eyes are rolling back in their heads. You know, we've seen enough photos of us out on the a night out to see that you, that things, you get caught in some things, weird things, phrases. Things can go wrong. Yeah, very wrong. <laughs> but yeah, 
Uh, yeah, not a very good Star Trek synopsis, but we'll see how that goes. I still can't get past the title. I can't believe they went there. Yeah, I mean, Star, Star Trek, Trek Into Darkness is okay. No, this is like, we are taking Star, Star Trek, Trek Into, into Darkness. darkness. Yeah. It's the dark middle chapter. Yeah. No. No. Uh, speaking of old icons, uh, did you see the actual Robocop licensee sizzle reel that came out there? I actually did not see this, uh, but I heard it was actually quite decent looking. Yeah, so the, the sizzle reel was intended for people who want to license Robocop for lunchboxes and toys and stuff, and so they gave a synopsis of what's going on, the producer, the writer, director, all involved, the special effects guys. Is this remake rated R? It is, right? I think so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm compelled to watch it just because of Michael Keaton. Yeah, I have to watch it now. As soon as they cast him, because originally his role was going to be played by Hugh Laurie, who I like, but I don't. I don't have to see a movie just because he's in it. Yeah. But Michael Keaton is like fuck. But got, there's got to eat. Yeah, got to eat. <laughs> so there's a couple of pictures that have come out. I mean, one of the things that they confirm in it is that RoboCop in the movie is a product. So we've seen photos a while ago of him in a black Power Rangers style for the people who didn't like. Yeah. Apparently, that is the latter half of the movie. At the beginning, he will be silver, and it's like product testing. Right. So the idea they're going. Well, the previous one was a definitely a satire. This one is apparently going more action and also kind of humanity thing in regards to Jose Paella. Very clearly, <laughs> Paella. I can't. Paella. I can't. I don't know his name. I mean, I, I was able to find it on a pirate site before they took it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's very clearly saying that this is not a guy who he, he totally disses fucking uh, Iron Man. He's like, this is not about a guy who invented a suit and he can dress in it and become all powerful. This is about a guy who becomes a robot against his will. Yeah, <laughs> there's a, but there's a lot of things in there where there seems to be a lot of shootouts with a lot of Ed 209s and maybe more Robocops. Oh right, I see. They I might see. be that he is the first, but then they must produce him. I see, I see, I see, I see. They also showed some uh, concept art which showed the uh, Ed 209 which we'd seen from uh, the website. And yeah, yeah. It looked, that that looked like it had a very narrow head. Yeah. Whereas I think it might have been the angle was bad because I've seen some more stuff that makes it look like they're definitely keeping the old Ed 209 shape. Which yeah. is good because yeah. that's a design classic. Yes, it is. It you is. don't change a Cadillac. Well, I mean, both the uh, the Robocop design and the Ed 209 design is very iconic. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they'd be stupid to uh, to not to not sort of be faithful to that. Yeah. And, but I mean, uh, the, I mean, the production and, uh, designer was very much so. He goes from the silver into another suit that you know every kid in America is going to want to have. I'm like, yeah. But coaching. I don't want him to go into another color. <laughs> oh, and they also, a very cool thing they said was, he's fast and he's dexterous. <laughs> so with the, this is no more... People are just so full of shit, man. I mean, no, but he's like, going to run a thing. No, he's no, not going to like do the walk. Oh, shit, he can run? Yeah. <laughs> 1.0 couldn't run. No, no, no. Did no. he turn his torso before he turned his head, or did he turn his head before he turned his torso? I can never remember. <laughs> He turned his head. Head first. He turned his head first. Yes, that's right. That's I right. hope he still does that because that was awesome. Yeah. Um, your move. Creep. <laughs> Dead or alive, you're coming with me. <sighs> Fuck this remake. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's impossible to... Uh, you know, I'm glad that they're not trying to... Ma- it's a shame that they're not, they're not making it more of a satire but then again it would be very difficult for that to happen because the reason the first Robocop was so satirical was not necessarily because it was written that way uh, but, be- but because it was just Paul Verhoeven just fucking freaking out about being in America yeah um, you know it's like uh, when he when he got the job when he was meeting with uh, Orion to get to get the gig and he was uh, w- you know holed up in this very expensive Beverly, Beverly Hills hotel just watching TV and you know he was like there were horrible like hor- horrific images of war on the television uh, sort of cut in, in 
with uh, with with these ridiculously happy with these ridiculously happy fucking gung ho commercials in between, and he was just so fuck that that completely fucked him in the head that he decided to incorporate all of that into uh, into Robocop, which is why, like, if you look at all of his movies, it's just a lot of them are. It's uh, he's gotten more sort of desensitized as he's got, gotten along. Mm. So showgirls, yeah. <laughs> yeah, even Hollow Man's a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't Hollow Man after Showgirls? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, it after it all ended after Stormtroop Troopers. Yeah, that was the last great movie he did. Yeah, and that is a great movie. That is a great movie. So it is. It's also (laughs) Americans didn't get that movie at all. I know. The first time I saw that, they took it completely seriously. That is like Cabin in the Woods. Three, two, one. Uh, that's like Cabin in the Woods. I was just uh, looking at a top ten for something else recently of the year. And I was like, Cabin in the Woods. I realized that I didn't stop laughing, and it was the same for Starship Troopers. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's Would you like to know more? <laughs> the only good bug is a dead bug. <laughs> What's it's like when Dina when Dina Meyer's character dies. She's all fucking like torn in half. Yeah, and she's like, I could die happy because I got to have you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, Fuck off. What? Say what? Staff Sergeant's dead. You're you got you want the job. You're it till you till I find someone better. You're dead. And Casper Van Dien, when he screams like a girl, when he was getting whipped, when he was taking the corporal punishment and yeah. getting whipped, he's like, ah, ah. He's done a lot of good work since. Shit, man. And don't forget Neil Patrick Harris as the mind rapist. Yes. <laughs> he killed the bug with the power of his mind. And the Kurgan. The Kurgan as it, the as the Clancy Brown as the guy who fucking demoted, the drill instructor who found the brain who, bug. who demoted himself so he could join the troops. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so great. It's cheesy as fuck. You only watch it ever so often because your cholesterol go up. Actually, Paul Verhoeven is one director who had an amazing stretch. Yeah. Robocop, Total Recall, Basic Instinct, Starship Troopers, four fucking classics in a row. Yeah, Sweet. and they made bank. I mean, fuck it. Yep. Uh, so the Hobbit comes out next month. Yes, it does. And that's not that far away. No, no, no. That's Peter, terrifying. Man, yeah, Peter Jackson, the guy just can't catch a break. No, he can't. <laughs> now so you got he, these fucking animal wranglers. Like uh, the Guardian summed it up nicely in that they had the three stories that are on their back. So the Hobbit comes out, but they're obviously this is obviously the best time to pounce if you're looking for legal. If you want legal trouble right before the movie comes out, you get as much publicity for your legal case as possible. Yeah. So. Um, Animal Wranglers who worked on the movie have come out saying that I think it was 27 animals died of mistreatment during production. Yeah. And the production has come out to say that these complaints are from a situation that happened a year ago for them to wait now speaks of, you know, fucking around. And when was it we saw that video about Peter Jackson trying to sort out the trade dispute? Remember we saw that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, he seems like a decent cover. Yes. Uh, he doesn't look like the kind of guy who intentionally goes around fucking fuck you killing over for a dollar. Like, yeah. At least we're not screwing each other over for donors, man. <laughs> for a buck. I don't know. I don't know which. I don't know which one is which. Which race is worse? You don't see them trying to fuck, fuck each, each other, other over for a percentage. Yeah, that's the one. Um, so the other thing as well, though, that is, I'm, that gonna, they see, I'm gonna see that they nail you right to the wall, Kirk. <laughs> right to the wall. Say, <laughs> it sounds crazy ineffective when you say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, the other thing is that the Tolkien estate is suing them because they. They were licensed. Warner Brothers, uh, not Warner Brothers. It's um, New Line, right? No, it's MGM. They were licensed for certain properties, but they started doing online Lord of the Rings online gambling. What? Yeah, who's, that was that's what they're getting called out for. Apparently. Who's who's doing Lord of the Rings online gambling? Uh, movie Line. That'd be um, Movie Line. Uh, MGM. 
MGM are doing Lord yeah. of the Rings online gambling. How do you do that? Yeah. What do you trade? What What do you? Fu- what the fuck is that? No, they apparently they've licensed the the movie studio who has the rights has licensed out like Lord of the Rings themed gambling like online like a gaming thing. Right. And the Tolkien say thinks that tarnishes their brand. I think it's one of a few things they've done that are outside their remit. Like apparently it's only tangible objects like the ring shit and the little statues you get with your DVD box. Right, right, like right, that. right. So, <laughs> I mean, the, 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 the Tolkien estate were screwed over before when they were just winking any royalties and they weren't getting any other calls answered. It's like, hey, you may bank off our movie. Can we have got percentage, please? But, but aren't they getting any money? Well, they were. They, they settled that case. Yeah, but yeah. now it's like they don't, they're not happy about that. They're just basically saying, Lord of the Rings gambling is not something we want to see. Right. You know? So they're suing MGM. I think it's MGM. Yeah. They're not trying, they're not suing Peter Jackson. No, no, no. Right. But it's a production company, so. Right, 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 right. right. So yeah, the, I mean, the, the so agreement how the approach produces only covered the production of tangible items such as figurines and clothing, so it's seeking 80 million for the production companies and the rights holder. So yeah. yeah. Always check the fine print in Hollywood, folks. There you go. Either way, I'm still going to see it. <laughs> As oh, and hopefully, hopefully by the next time we do the podcast, we should have a report from Denny's in the U.S. from the Jemmy Dodger on how the Denny's uh, Hobbit second breakfast is. Oh, excellent! She had one yesterday. Excellent, excellent. This morning, <laughs> there's a Hobbit breakfast. You don't heard of this? No. Yeah, the, the, the in Denny's. Denny's are offering the Hobbit themed breakfast, and there is a Gandalf milkshake. I remember that much. Um, there's a Hobbit, Hobbit hole in the Hobbit breakfast. Mar- Fucking, uh, <laughs> do you know that? Do you know that there's gonna? Uh, I'm not sure if this is PNC. I'm not sure if I can say. It. What? No, it's about another uh, fucking fast food tie-in with the Hobbit. I mean, come on, everyone's gonna know that some fucking fast food place is gonna have a Hobbit tie-in. Yeah. No, over here, I think it's Burger King. You reckon? Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's gonna be a, a Hobbit Whopper. A Hobbit Whopper. A Hopper. Or a Hobbit Burger. Is it smaller than when normal? I, when or I was, when I was is, told, it got, is it got human hair? In when it? I was told about this, I just burst out laughing because I'm trying. To, what is it? Really small? Yeah. <laughs> What's a Hobbit burger? Yeah. <laughs> is it like one of those White Castle size fucking man? What did they say it is? <laughs> she, uh, I, uh, I, I couldn't get an answer. <laughs> no, the, 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 if you haven't seen this, so the Denny's thing has Bilbo's Berry Smoothie. Oh, shit. You can get the Hobbit Slam, which is basically bacon and eggs and pancakes and shit. Uh, dwarves Turkey and Dressing Dinner. Gandalf's Gobble Melt. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I think that's a turkey sandwich, turkey ham sandwich with, I don't know what the fuck that is in the middle of the sandwich. You can also get Hobbit Harvest Pie. Oh, that looks good. Hobbit Whole Breakfast. I don't know what that is. It just looks like pile of entrails. <laughs> I presume it's the... We'll put photos up online, folks. I presume that's... If they really wanted to do it properly, they should have named it after Hobbit Meals, like Second Breakfast, Elevenses. Yeah, I think you know, there is a... But I think there is a... There is a Second Breakfast Meal. They should They should have done it like that. You yeah. know, like, uh, then... But then again, for people who aren't familiar with the book, they'll be like, what is this? What's <laughs> Second Breakfast? What's I haven't had, 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 had first breakfast yet. What the fuck you being all clever for, huh? Yeah, I don't want, I'm going somewhere I they respect me like I have. Fuck this shit. The Lone Lands Give me the 99 cent breakfast special. Cookie milkshake. Lonely Mountain Treasure. I don't even know what that is. It looks like a series of rocks with some bread. Crumbs. Where's the fucking Lambus bread? <laughs> Radagast Red Velvet Pancake Puppies. Shire Sausage, sausage skillet. skillet. That looks pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and the Ring Burger. <laughs> with onion rings. That's fucking terrible. <laughs> It doesn't come with one ring. It comes with three. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd heard about this, no? No, no, I hadn't heard about this. Awesome. So the Jamie Dodger is in the US at the moment, telling people their money in Vegas and uh, talking to all the beautiful babies. We saw, we saw good uh, swingers before she left. 
and uh, she was in Denny's and she was going to try it out shit so we should have a first time review of the Denny's Middle Earth breakfast for the next show <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> uh, you didn't see the last production diary it is up so I'll try and get I'll get a link to it and put it on but the last production diary uh, is up on the wondering.net I think mm, nah I have not seen that one yet I've been seeing I know that uh, Weta Digital I think put a page up list with all of them, all of them together in one place so you can find them easily but I, I presume it's under the Hobbit under other one ring site on, the, on YouTube I haven't watched any of them since the early pre-production was of you uh, watched, uh, I think I watched the first four yeah, there's like nine now there's nine yeah so I, yeah, I've missed quite a few yeah okay then did you um, did you uh, read about what uh, Kevin Feige was saying about uh, Iron Man 3 um, which part because uh, when the trailer the teaser trailer came out for Iron Man 3 and so dark yeah, it, was, it, looked, it looked like a it looked like a dark movie. I mean, it looked like it looked like Tony Stark gets his ass handed to him. Yeah, and um, it essentially looked like the it it looked like the dark chapter in the trilogy. The di- yeah, the dark third. Yeah, the dark second Because John Favreau was too busy having fun in part two to, yeah. to have any kind of real sort of pathos. Yeah, he was trying to get um, uh, what's his name is Bob. Yeah, and he was just trying to squeeze Scarlett Johansson into as many scenes as he possibly could. Yeah. Um, but uh, Kevin Kevin Feige, right? That's his name. Yeah. Feige. Uh, I've never known how to pronounce that last no, name. Like Feige or Feige, whatever the fuck. But anyway, this they guy. Call me the Feige. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the Feige. <laughs> Sounds faggy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he's come out. He said it's gonna be fun. And and uh, he's come out saying that um, that Iron Man three is in fact not a serious movie. Okay, that was a, it. Was not a serious. So was, you say it's a silly movie to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not it's a like, serious. It's not a serious movie. So. Which yeah, so we don't don't really know what that means, especially because a lot of the a lot of Iron Man three looks like shit goes really bad. Yeah, um, Tony would be quipping through it is basically what I mean. Tony yes. wasn't that much of a quipper in the comics, right? I mean, it's just Robert Downey Jr. It's just Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. he's quipping more than Spider Man at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then again, the thing is, is that Tony Stark, from what I from what I have uh, seen recently, Tony Stark seems to be mirroring the films now in the comics. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was. I think they're based on the Ultimates. In the yeah. Ultimates, he was fucking the girl from American Pie on the ISS. Yes, yes. And having cocktails up there. That's right. What's no. her name? Shannon. Shannon Elizabeth. Yeah. No, I mean. Uh, no hesitation. Yeah. Zero defects. Nadia. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but uh, he he was uh, basically saying that. What well, what I found was really weird about it was that. How do they fit the levity into this is trailer? That, is that he says it's not a serious movie, but then proceeds to follow that up by saying something along the lines of, um, you know... Uh, Pepper dies. No. no. <laughs> saying something along the lines of, like, after the events of uh, the Avengers have now left Tony in a place where he's lost confidence in himself, he realizes that, that he can't do things on his own, and, uh-huh. and, uh, and he's starting to sort of... You know that he's having nightmares about it, and, and, and I'm thinking all of this points he's to a man, serious. He's a man in an iron suit. He's a pretty like, good man in an iron suit. But all of this, but everything you're saying points to a serious movie. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then he's explaining the Super Patriot, like saying that uh, that's this whole di- whole new dynamic between um, Tony Stark and uh, Rhodey, and and he says that uh, sh- that uh, that there's going to be a hell of a lot more. Um, comedic banter between the two of them mm. in part three because that's what Shane Black does so well yeah and also the, we got a very small clip of it at the end of Iron, Iron Man 2, 2. Like, and you got a sense roof. It's and, like, you, and, you got, and you got a sense of what it could have, yeah. it could have been like and these two mates are literally just betray each other all the so, time but, that, but that, I found that to be very promising in the sense that um, this guy's talking about Iron Man 3 being a, almost like a buddy cop movie yeah and uh, in that regard Shane Black 
Can't have a better man behind the wheel. For those of you who don't know, Shane Black is the writer of uh, Lethal Weapon. Uh, he did the story of Lethal Weapon 2, didn't write the screenplay. Uh, he wrote the screenplay for uh, The Last Boy Scout, The Long Kiss Goodnight. And Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which I probably yeah. need to watch again, because I fucking love that movie when yeah. it came out. I think it's off the cinema. It is a very, like, very funny it's movie. It's very funny. Hey, Gabe yeah. Perry. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was also um, Hawkins in... Uh, Predator. In Predator. I recently found out that, uh, that the reason he was cast as Hawkins was because... Just in case there needed to be rewrites on the set. Oh, was it? Oh, I thought was it not someone else fell through and they are. Did he came up with the jokes himself? Right, a lot of the jokes. Yeah, yeah. Some of the jokes he already knew because he's a fabulous motherfucker. Because yeah. he's joking all the There's time. There's like this retrospective where they're like saying that uh, that he was hired partly because in case they they needed rewrites on the. Like, uh, on, on he's a super. And then. And then, like, uh, and then they spoke to him about it, and then apparently he said something along the lines of like, as if that script needed any fucking rewrites. Yeah, she <laughs> <laughs> was tight. It's dead good script. Yeah. <laughs> um, good script. That rip cut. <laughs> another rip cut. Another <laughs> good script. Reynolds. Another good script. Another good script. Yeah. Can you imagine if that cut did a fucking podcast? Yeah, talking about I'm doing a really bad impersonation of my my youngest brother Duncan. Yeah. Hey, if you're listening to this, man, love you, bro. <laughs> she doesn't listen to this. Did you see the double header of host news? The host news. Um, I saw the heading. Yep. Yeah, so, uh, the double header. So like, there's Stephanie Myers, the host who wrote Twilight. Yep. And, and the, uh, the uh, trailer for the, that. The sequel to uh, uh, the, the Korean. Korean host. I can never Yang Bi Yoon. Bi Yang. You can never get there's something Yoon anyway, right? Yeah. But you saw the original Korean host. Yes, right? I did. I did. It's fucking great. Awesome. Right? Awesome. Yeah, it's a mix between a. Family it's, and a, like a it's family like, it's drama. Like, it's like Little Miss. Sun, it's like Little Miss Sunshine yeah. meets Godzilla. Yeah, meets the, exactly. meets Mimic or some weird shit. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember thinking there's definitely had three parts to it because yeah, the family yeah. thing, the family is thing is fucked up. Yeah, yeah, it's fucked up. It's totally weird. <laughs> but then it's also part ec- ecological thing as well as Cap- yeah. part Captain Planet. Yes, yes. Because yes. there's that, that weird bomb thing they have in the middle, which mm-hmm. is all kind of smoking and stuff. They're gonna mm-hmm. drop it on the yep. fucking city. Yep, yep. But uh, it was a great movie where you're watching a you're watching a horror monster monster horror movie, and instead of seeing the jaws cam for the first half of the movie, within the first bit, yeah, like yeah. once they set up the, the setup of the family, the family scene, it's like boom! Monster. You want monsters? We give you a fucking monster in the middle of the day, running around a park like a wide open park. Fucking so there shit is, up, there is stealing children. Nowhere to hide. Nowhere. It's not like it's skulking or it's obscured by trees. There's none of the fucking. It's out in the open and it's fucking hungry. It's the money shot straight in your face, straight at the beginning. For an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a, I only saw the beginning of the feature that they, they released recently. Did you see it? No, I didn't. So there's a new one showing the thing running along a road and accidentally banging into a car that's like got a, a minivan on the back, or yeah, a yeah. caravan on the back, yeah, yeah, yeah. and some kids in there. So I, I, I haven't seen this, but I heard that the footage looks amazing. Yeah, it's, it looks like the but, right, the host looks right, and it also, judging by just that little bit where like the the, the trailer gets separated in two, mm-hmm. and the kids are in one half, and the family there's like a two brothers or something like that, mm-hmm. and the other half mm-hmm. it looks like they're setting up the good because it was the family dynamic thing was very cool in the, yeah, it was, in the it first was. one. It was, it and was, it was totally unexpected where it was going to go. Yeah, no, yeah, the the ending I was just like fuck. Yeah, if you haven't seen if you haven't seen it, you should check it out. It's, yeah. uh, as far as monster movies go, it's one of the best. Yeah, one of the best I've seen. Uh, but the other one was Stephanie Myers, the host, which uh, they had some really shitty. Marketing this is the before, one with Sirsha like, uh, Ronan, right? Sirsha, Sirsha. Yeah, you see, I'm com- I'm getting close. You're to getting it. close. You're getting better. Sirsha, Sirsha Ronan in it. Yeah. So there was a trailer for this, which is about an alien invasion from kind of aliens that take over our bodies. Imagine how frustrating the uh, the movie trailer guy must be every time he's got to say her fucking Sirsha, Sirsha. Yeah. In a world without Miss Ronan, because <laughs> it's easier to pronounce. Story: The chick from Atonement. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that Karen Knightley? Well, and, and Cicero? Cicero, yeah, Cicero? Cicero? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Still right, right? Starring the chick from Hannah. Yeah. 
the lovely bones. Good actress. Yes, very, uh, very it, good look, it looks like the aliens dig silver because they're dri- they're driving a lot of chrome. Like there's so there's, there's ep- we've lost. Earth's been conquered by these people who take us over. And from what I've heard of the book, an awful lot of it is the alien that's in her head talking to her. Like it's not a spoiler. She gets taken over, but the power of fucking love beats overall things apparently. From the author of Twilight. Yes. <laughs> so. So she gets taken over, and is it like a, like a buddy movie between... Well, like, even the beginning is just like, it's The Walking Fucking Dead, like, they're out in the fucking middle... Like, did you see the trailer, right? No. Oh, the beginning I saw, is like... I saw, I saw the first teaser, uh, which, which is really, which is, really It's like air fucking eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, this had, like, herself discovering this other guy, them, like, putting guns at each other and shit. I think it was guns, they're threatening each other, and then, yeah. like, you're human. I'm like, fuck. And it's, like, it's well after the shit's, hap- shit's gone down. Right. They're getting together, they do some kissing in the rain, they get spotted they get chased the chase scene just shows like a lot of silver things like c- helicopters encased in chrome right. chrome cars because I don't know the aliens dig on shiny things right on bling rather right and she's like faced by a lot of them and she ends up just like she, I don't know what she has in her hand I try to see what it was but she's just basically just beating them in the face with a fucking bottle of Jack Daniels like right and then she jumps out a window because it's better to kill yourself than be taken over but they heal her and they take her over but for some reason they don't fully take her over or some shit like that that seems to be because there's a lot of scenes of her meeting up with people so, later so it looks it looks halfway decent yeah I mean the show I was like what I thought it was all an invasion that already taken place I mean but. it's it's directed by Andrew Nichol I'll, I'll give most of his movies a go mm. I mean uh, Gattaca is one of my all time favorite science fiction movies mm-hmm. um, he wrote The Truman Show which I really like oh it's fantastic and uh, he also directed Lord of War which I really like Nicholas Cage. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Yeah, yeah. You keep going on. He's mentioned it quite a lot. I, I mean, I, I like I like the movie. It's not brilliant, but it, I just really like it. Yeah. So okay. I mean, <coughs> Did I'll, you see? I'll give that a go. Yeah, no. I mean, have a look at the trailer anyway, because it looks relatively interesting, and she's almost she's grown up. She's a big girl now. Oh, she? <laughs> she's getting bigger. She's look, she didn't she doesn't look like Hannah, which is mm. the last thing I've seen her in. So you saw, you saw that, right? Hannah. Yeah. Yeah. Badass. Mm. Uh, did you see the trailer for Oz: The Great and Powerful? Yes, I did. That's a wonderland, isn't it? It is, it is pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, without going into spoilers, I reckon it's there's definitely like the the, the, the witch, the wicked witch of the whatever. Yeah. The way they're obscuring it, yeah. It's one of the main characters. It's one of the people we see in the trailer. Yeah. You probably. think you know which one? Uh, I have an idea. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I do like that effect though at the end of the trailer where it shows the shadow of the witch in yeah. a fire or something. Yeah. And yeah. she does the kind of like, oh, that looks. Ridi- I don't know if she did that in the, in the whirlwind in the original or something, but it just the movie. Cool. I mean, actually, I think the movie looks really cool. Mm. It's, it's just unfortunate that um, Tim Burton had Alice in Wonderland come out. Yeah. Like, uh, oh no, but Disney or Alice in Wonderland made bank. Yeah. I mean, they've yeah. even they got the same company who did the poster. Did you yeah. see that? Yeah. It looks, it, it looks exactly poster. the same. Yeah. It looks exactly the same. Which, uh, which I think is a big mistake. Yeah, I mean... You know, because not everybody liked that movie. Just because it made a lot of money doesn't mean that everyone looks back on it fondly. I yeah. certainly don't. Yeah. You know, so it's not necessarily the right film to... Uh, it took a while for people to figure out it was shit. Yeah. <laughs> Once the drugs wore off. Yeah. Know, it's like, this is boring. <laughs> Die already. Let's get some tacos. <laughs> But either way, I am looking forward to this movie. It does. I, I think it looked visually. I think it looks pretty amazing. Yeah. And uh, the, I like the cast, and uh, I like Sam Raimi. Can, and Mila Kunis has recently voted like sexiest woman in the world, and she looks it in this. Yeah, she does. Yeah. She didn't quite look it in Ted. No. <laughs> but she, her other, ta- she, her other talents came to the fore in Ted. Her, her yeah, gift yeah. for comedy. Yeah. Yeah. She was pretty funny. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, oh, did you see the trailer for the Heat? 
Yes, I did. Fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so the heat is Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy? Yeah. Uh, as... It's essentially an 80s... It's essentially the other guys. It's essentially... No, it's, it's, it's an 80s cop movie. It, it's, it's loose cannons. Gene yeah. Hackman and fucking Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. It's, and, it's, and Sandra Bullock is Gene Hackman, right? Yes. And yeah. Dan Aykroyd is... No, no, no. Melissa no, no. M- McCarthy is, uh, is Gene Hackman. Oh, well, he's the crazy one? He, he was the rugged one. Oh. And, uh, but he was rugged as in... I thought he was, I was, I thought he was a straight one. Yeah. I thought Dan Aykroyd's the fucking the straight, straight out crazy one. Because no, Melissa no, no. McCarthy gives the straight out crazy in the video. Yeah. yeah. Which is just beating the shit out of people left, right, and center. Yeah. And Sandra Bullock looks weird now. Yes. It's like she's done a little something. She's done some shit to her. She's, she's done too much work on her face. She's like Nicole Kidman. She can't move her face anymore. Oh, was that what it was? She also's rocking the look that she rocked from Miss Congeniality at the beginning. This, it's exactly, it's, that's exactly it. It's, it's. Fuck this movie, man. It's like uh, Miss Congeniality 3. Yeah, it kind of looks like that. It's like, yeah, it does. Completely. Yeah. And some 80s buddy cop ripoff. That Melissa McCarthy looks fucking weird. <laughs> it's, it's funny, though. She's funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, she lo- you know, she looks funny, but uh, I'm, 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 I'm a little concerned about her. <laughs> I'm concerned about her well-being. Yeah. Because uh, she this is burn like... out pretty quick. This is like three movies in a row... Because there was the trailer for the for identity theft with Jason oh, yeah. Bateman, you where she that? was essentially, essentially. That, that made me want to kill things. That trailer. Yeah, I hated that trailer. Yeah. That, that, that movie looks absolutely horrible, yeah. and it looked horrible. Yeah, and it was just like when I saw this, I still had the taste of that other trailer in my mouth, and this didn't look that much better. Mm. And uh, I just, I just see like she needs um, to do her cable guy to reestablish her credentials as not just the fat funny chick. Yeah, you know, she needs to remind people that she was. Um, a very respected character actress for quite a long time mm. before she <laughs> you know before she let us know that she could actually do a joke yeah. and now it seems like it's just being hammered in just a little too much mm. it's a shame I, to- I mean because I don't blame her for it I mean like after you know when you're a jobbing actor for all those years and then you have a movie that, that is as successful as Bridesmaids that's what Hollywood likes to do is like oh people like to doing this let's get her to do this over. she's probably yeah. making bank doing it so I, I don't say yeah. I can't say I blame her no. I totally understand the business making decision <laughs> but the, the, but it's just what, that the movies the look shit did you get to the end there's a song the two of them are dancing to oh is it Rich, it's Bad Girls by Mia they start dancing to which is just like fuck yeah I yeah. can't do this shit no <laughs> did you hear so did you follow any of the news on uh, this last Sunday uh, Liz and Dick the end of Lindsay Lohan's acting career yeah yeah I've, I've been hearing about this <laughs> <laughs> the, the live stream everyone on Twitter was talking about this so Liz and Dick was the lifetime biopic yeah the lifetime Liz- biopic Elizabeth Taylor and uh, Richard Burton's um uh, relationship and by all accounts it's a complete fucking train wreck yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was this there was this thing on uh, the Hollywood Reporter where they were talking about just, they got the first review where they just said like, yeah this is like this is absolutely fucking atrocious mm. <laughs> and uh, did you also hear like uh, what Angus T. Jones has been has been uh, like um, the kid from Two and a Half Men yeah I saw a headline but what did he do he's, he said stop watching or something yeah yeah he's like um, he's having a total fucking religious meltdown <laughs> religious what do you mind the fuck you know it's like he's just gonna talk and he's like he's pretty much like he's an- anti-gay anti-Obama and he's <laughs> just like saying that this, mo- this movie is uh, this show that I'm doing is filth <laughs> it, it is it is absolute filth and I don't want to do it anymore please stop watching it wow yeah I've made enough money <laughs> Uh, well, apparently he gets paid 350000 uh, $350, per episode and uh, is getting a pay raise as it goes into the next season. What was Kushner getting per episode? He's getting like $50 million for the whole thing, was it? Something like that. Yeah. Can't quite remember. 
But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I mean, I'm interested now in getting a copy of Liz and Dick and having... I mean, this, people have said drinking competitions and stuff for when... I can't remember what this... It's not when she overacts because then you'd be drunk in the first five minutes. But there's like there's, they've already talked about drinking competitions for this game. Yes, this yes, yes, yes. Now, like, no, this is it. There's uh, it's called Liz and Dick. Yeah. Seven memorable moments. All right, here that. it is. Number one: Lohan's betrayal of a middle-aged tailor, circa 1984. Out of the 66 costume changes in Liz and Dick, the actress's mid-80s getup is perhaps the most unintentionally hilarious, resembling the old SNL Rinda Richmond coffee talk sketch rather than the real thing. Lohan is the 8th grade drama camp version of the iconic movie star. When she abruptly faints upon hearing news of Burton's death, the effect is funny rather than sad. It's going to take forever if you go through all of them. Yeah, number two. <laughs> <laughs> number two. Liz and Dick are shocked that there are love scenes in Cleopatra. Because they were idiots. Yep. Uh, number three. Lohan is Liz attempting suicide after Dick's wife's attempted suicide. <laughs> I'd heard someone on Twitter saying that, so it's like yeah. verbal suicide disease when Liz goes berserk and bellows I won't live without you swallows pills and guzzles a bottle of vodka declaring with zero believability <laughs> oh, no. this shouldn't take too long <laughs> yikes uh, Lohan's best worst line I'm bored I'm so bored <laughs> she is entirely convincing <laughs> take uh, did you hear about Thompson uh, one of the producers I can't remember was it Sam or something else like that Thompson and like they're obviously trying to big it up Lifetime were doing it as a big kind of push for Lohan's return to form even though yeah. it was bullshit they were yeah, just using yeah, it for scandal yeah. purposes yeah. I mean the, re- the viewership was off the roof because everyone in the US was watching it tweeting about it and laughing at it Actually, the but he did say that she was a pain in the ass as well like in between trying to put, pitch the movie yeah. he couldn't restrain himself from saying that like you know, it's not for the faint of up. heart she wouldn't turn up <laughs> and just having to get her and having the manager and stuff like that I mean no I mean like it, they, they, they drew in 3.5 million viewers yeah. but um, it's solid but it's by no means yeah I put three of those three million of those 3.5 were drunk off their tits and laughing their asses off yeah I but, mean, still, still, but that's exactly why they did it it still it still didn't match the ratings of um, Lifetime Steel Magnolias or uh, their Drew Peterson Untouchable Steel Magnolias like what they have a series of that yeah yeah they did a they, they did a Lifetime series on it mm. yeah which uh, was really I, I, I'm not too sure if it was a series or if it was a, another TV movie mm. but um, that drew in massive viewers mm. yeah I think, it was, I think it was I think it was something like um, like about 5 million or something like that so mm. so Liz and Dick's are solid numbers but nothing to uh, celebrate but still on the lookout for it see what it's like I, I am curious I want to see it I am curious to watch it yeah. I am curious to watch it I, I do you like Lindsay Lohan before her before no. her? me neither I'm not, I've not really seen did, 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 I've not did, really did seen you see The Parent Trap yes for some fucking reason um, I haven't really seen Mean Girls so maybe that's I, I know what my reason was my reason was Dennis Quaid <laughs> I have seen Her Be Fully Loaded that was Her Be Fully Loaded I missed that classic yeah but, but fucking Bruce Campbell's in that I know so is Michael Keaton yeah <laughs> the, it, was, it was a dark period it was the dark middle chapter in their careers <laughs> oh before we move on uh, speaking of Bruce Campbell did you hear about the, the, the poster for the Evil Dead remake is claiming it's the most terrifying movie you'll, you'll ever see. see yes fuck that fuck that put your balls on the chopping block I <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't agree. No. I mean, you know what? You're just you're just daring me. It's like fuck yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you. I'll staple my eyes open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you won't bring your comfort pillow. No, I won't. This is the point where we would usually address your questions, but we don't have any. So you can email us at podcast at mcyappenfries dot com. 
That's podcast at mcappenfries.com. Or you can use the no, actually, actually, the we my wife sent us an email. Um, but uh, I, I know what I know. No, she didn't. Yeah. Uh, she, a, she, she sent it like fifteen said, minutes ago. No, no, she, she sent it. She sent it uh, a little while ago. I know that she sent us an email because she told me. She's like, I, I got a question for you. Because <laughs> your because your wife is from the Bronx. <laughs> I got a I got a question for you. Hey, Paulie. Hey, but uh, <laughs> I ain't gonna tell you what the question is till you get me a cup of coffee, yeah? Get a cup of coffee and a donut. <laughs> Where's my fucking Boston cream? <laughs> It's so so shameless. My wife sent us an email. Yeah, open that shit up. Well, at least we're just you're declaring your um, interest. There you go. When? Anything there? No. All right then. She did this before. Yeah, she like she said she did it, but she didn't actually do it. Why is it in Chinese? That's all our spam. All right, nothing. <laughs> Chinese, Chinese, Chinese spam. There's just the last the last picture I got was a cute puppy. All right so, then. This is fantastic radio. I know, I know. Isn't it great? Gripping. All right. So, okay. all right. On to reviews. So, we'll do our first review. will be Ted, and then we'll move on to the entire Twilight Saga. So, that'll be good for nap times. You're going to be reviewing the entire Twilight I'll Saga. I'll skip over. Skip to the end. <clears throat> I mean, we, I already reviewed the first two. I so know. I'm just going to reference. Okay, right. All right. Easy. Ted. All right. So, Ted. Ted is the, uh, the first high-action film from uh, Seth MacFarlane, the creator. Directed by. Mm, yes. Yeah. Directed, uh, directed by Seth MacFarlane, uh, the creator of... Uh, Family Guy. Well, he came up with the story and uh, he's the, yeah. co-wrote the screenplay with two other guys. Yeah, and he's the bear. That's right. Did he's, he do live action? Apparently, he did the motion. Yeah, yeah capture. he also did the motion capture for it. Yeah. Um, and Ted is the name of Mark Wahlberg's um, teddy bear. Who, when he's a small boy, he's not a very popular kid. Uh, and that that bit where we're introduced to his character, where like there's there's a bunch of kids who are beating the shit out of this other kid. Yeah. And then Mark Wolf, uh, John. Was well, it the children were engaging in the classic pastime of picking on the red-haired child? Yes, that's right. That's right. The we ju- shouldn't say ju- who does the narration, but the beginning and then yeah, the narration. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. The thing about the helicopter. Yes, yes, yeah. The helicopter the, the Apache, thing. The Apache. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of very, very, very funny moments. This is a movie that we have to be very careful about how we talk about it because a lot of the fun of it is. Those little delights. Well, it is the movie is well. Let, let me and get. To it. We can talk. The movie is essentially an extended Family Guy episode. Yeah. It is completely. Yeah. The, 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 the Ted sense, speaks with the voice of Peter Griffin. It's it's a slight variation. It's of from Peter Boston Griffin. as opposed yeah, to from yeah. Quahog. It's a sli- <laughs> it's a slight variation of Peter yeah. Griffin. Um, but and if you are if you are familiar with Family Guy, if you're a fan of Family Guy, then you will like this movie. But it is very much an extended Family Guy episode, c- in, completely in the sense that. The way Family Guy, there's nothing really on the line. You know, it's like this. No matter how fucked up the story may get, or no matter how fucked uh, stupid a character may be, you know that nothing's really at stake, and it's essentially a series of gags. Well, let's come back to that. So his bear comes to life when he's a kid, and then it cuts to. But, no, but what I mean is, is like this thing. Oh, like I know, but when, when, I wanna... when the character is introduced. And uh, there's there are these kids beating up this Jew kid, mm-hmm. and uh, and the, and Mark Wahlberg's character John walks up and is like, "Hey, leave him alone!" And then the kids are like, "Oh, fuck off, man!" And then even the kid who's beaten up, yes, he says, tells yeah, him to fuck says, up. Says, "Yeah, fuck off," you know. And that's very much a Family Guy moment. Yeah. Same thing, like when I can't remember what there is, but there's some sort of like something happens that's a big deal, and then they, they, they there's that whole thing of TV stations turning, and it gets the one guy who's like, look what Jesus did! Look what Jesus did! Look what Jesus did! And that's right out of Family Guy. I mean, yeah. that, that's the kind of shit that... Oh, when they talk about... I mean, there was a cutaway to the, 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 the scene on the floor with the... Yeah, yeah. Leavings. Yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a definite cutaway. Yeah, yeah. So they do all that stuff, but I think they do... 
the third act does throw some interesting parts in there. There is a, there is an actual kind of plot thrown in there at the end. Yes. And again, some of that leads to some of the best movie, the humor in it when they yeah, 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 when yeah, yeah. sewn. Yes. What? You know the bit where he's like they he at the, you know the happy bit at the ending. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That is yeah, one of the funniest things ever, which made me feel like I <laughs> I hate myself. But they beautifully set up the, the movie with regards to he makes a wish the kid come, the bear comes to life yeah and then uh, Bec- goes on the Johnny Carson show everyone knows about it so that is out of the way that's out of the way they do not have to because anyone and would, then he essentially I like that because he essentially become well, by the time the movie is uh, starting he's essentially a washed Lindsay out Lohan. He's, yeah he's Lindsay Lohan he's a washed out celebrity yeah so no one you know no one minds that he's working in fucking Walmart or and it's got a solid comedy cast uh, Mila Kunis plays uh, the girlfriend Laurie mm-hmm. uh, Joe McHale from Community he plays um, her boss who's always trying to who's trying to get into her pants Patrick Warburton's in it for like 5-10 minutes total but he's great and the, and uh, he's got a he shares a cameo with another with, with another really awesome that just is, <laughs> he just is awesome he just yeah, doesn't yeah. say a word right? yeah yeah it doesn't say a word what he's like, what the fuck turns around on a getting punched in the face I make a phone call and I got punched in the face yeah it sounds a little gay yeah um, uh, Giovanni Ribisi uh, plays Donnie the creep yeah it's pretty good <laughs> Giovanni that, all, all I will say is, is that Giovanni <laughs> Ribisi dancing dancing <laughs> the straw <laughs> that will creep me out forever uh, and there's this kid uh, Aiden Minx Minx who plays uh, Giovanni Ribisi's kid He's he's just a fucking freaky looking. He's yeah, and he's also he's Sid from Toy Story. I mean, we don't. It is there's so many things you could talk about in this movie that would spoil it for anybody. Yeah, it is there's the, a, there's the, the joy of, of the humor is that you don't expect it. Yeah, there's a lot of really uh, cool gags, but a lot of really dirty, fucking I mean, filthy. Filled. The boss at the supermarket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fantastic. He's fantastic. There's, yeah, a, there's yeah. a whole setup there. And it's yeah, like yeah. That's, about, I did this. I like that. You're hard. You know that kind of shit. Exactly, it's fantastic. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of really funny gags in it, and uh, as I said, you know, I mean, it's, who's the dad uh, and life goes on? Remember, life goes on. Yeah, yeah. no, but a lot of uh, just like also like Family Guy. There's a lot of random shit in this movie as yeah. well, and that's what makes it funny. There's a lot of really cool cameos, and it's like we can't. One in particular is just fucking that blew out. my fucking mind. Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> what? It's like after after watching. <laughs> People listening, this is gonna get so frustrated. Yeah. After watching Ted, I so wanted to watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and even the end is like is a thing yeah, yeah, for yeah, reference. Yeah, yeah, there's a. I mean, it without, runs, without, it without, runs through the without whole Without giving anything away, uh, John and Ted have a favorite movie. Yes, and it is one that McGavin Fries would heavily endorse. Yes, yes, yeah. And uh, they have something happen in the movie that connects to that movie. So when you see this movie, you might probably like. But, but it's not tacked on. It runs. It runs straight through the movie like yes. the name through a core yeah. of rock. Because yeah. they show the beginning. Yeah. yeah. John has his dream it's com- sequence. It's completely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, and and uh, Mark Wahlberg's um, his his cri- his critique of the film is spot on. So bad, but so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yes, I highly recommend this. This is a very funny, funny movie. Yes, and uh, some of the jokes will have you hating yourself. There's a, near, the, near the climax, there's a moment where <laughs> when all the emotion has been wrung out of you and the happiness comes. Yeah. That point, you're like, are they seriously doing this joke? <laughs> you know yes, what I'm talking are. about? Yes, they are. How did you feel? When I saw that, I mean, I laughed my fucking... I was like, oh my God. It's, it was pretty funny. Yeah. Pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> you will need a shower after this movie. Uh, so, so definitely watch Ted. Um, it's out in the cinema here in Malaysia just now, but it's been yeah. out on DVD. It came out on DVD pretty much the same time. Go for the fucking DVD. Don't even bother. Yeah, in the cinema. Don't, don't bother this movie's this probably movie. about fifteen minutes long. 
in the cinema in Malaysia, even with an 18 cert. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm a, I'm unemployed. Yeah. So, so, uh, so I was thinking, so you like, went to see the Twilight Saga. Yeah. So <laughs> I watched. I didn't do a marathon. There was a marathon over the weekend, but I couldn't take all that schmaltz in one go. I broke it down over three days. So I thought I'd have a quick look at uh, Twilight just to see if I could remember because I couldn't remember what happened at the end. I mean, I've heard of heterosexual men doing like a, a, a three-day The Wire binge or a three-day Twenty-Four binge. I've done the three-day drinking binge. <laughs> A three-day twilight. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't a binge. You know, I was, I was spreading it out. You know, I was trying to what, build up my immunity. After the movie, you just should have went and bought yourself some frozen yogurt and came what? home and fucking <laughs> cried in front of the television. <laughs> watch some Family Ties. Watch, watch some fucking my, my little, so-called life. Watch some like like I don't know, My Little Pony or something. Watch Revenge. <laughs> the Wang Game. That show's retarded. <laughs> what revenge? Yeah, I wouldn't know because my I don't sister. Watch that no, shit. my sister when she was here watched the whole fucking thing. Hey Fiona. Yeah, <laughs> she watched the whole thing. I'm like, she looks like their target audience. Why? Why, why are they doing this? Yeah. Why doesn't she just get a gun and shoot the motherfucker? Who is revenge's target audience? Uh, teachers with too much time on their hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh shit! You'll never hear that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She can she can cry herself to sleep while she's planning her next holiday. But you know we've slagged it off a lot. You managed to, you sat through two on a flight, right? One and two on a flight. Was it, it was a flight? No, no, no. I, I watched uh, I watched the first one on a flight. Yeah, the, no, but New Moon is the second. And one. New Moon, I watched. I actually like uh, watched it on DVD. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, which is uh, you know allegedly the worst one. And I just thought that we slagged it off a lot. I want to, I have time in my hands now. I should. No, watch. but even even when I reviewed it, I I was very I was very um, clear to point out that I completely understand. What, I completely understand how it manages to connect with its target audience. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Because and it's not because terrible because, because because Bella Swan is you know she's she's uh, an she, ugly duckling. She's an empty vessel, an empty vessel in which every to quote friends. Yeah, in, in which every high school chick can you know like uh, transfer themselves trans- transfer themselves onto. So I completely understand the appeal. Yeah. Although I also was very quick to point out that I do not understand the Twilight moms. Yes. No. I don't. Right. I don't understand that. That's just fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's just fucked up yeah. <laughs> you're like fucking lust- but the age, age is a problem with this movie you're essentially lusting after the guy your daughter's lasting after it's, it's yeah. fucked up <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself <laughs> but I thought if I want to be a, if, if you want to be a cultural commentator you have to take the bad with the good yes and you know I've seen Driving Miss Daisy and Prometheus <laughs> Driving Miss Daisy is awesome I fucking hate that <laughs> I was like die already <laughs> What? You racist cow! I must have the wrong number. I've never heard Mama talk about hoes like that. You take a soda from the fridge? No, that's the other way around, isn't it? She's like, I didn't take a soda, man. I brought it with me. <laughs> okay, so yes. Let's. On no, to, but I on, hate Driving Miss Daisy. All right. On to I don't the, hate the Twilight movies. I hate the fans and I hate the hype. So yeah, so what's the? I, I, the idea was to watch the first, the last fifteen twenty minutes of the first one to figure out what happened, and I was skipping through it, and I accidentally watched the whole fucking thing because I never realized. Have you seen heard of a TV show called Revolution? Uh, I've heard of it. Yes, I'm not sure if it's on Malaysian TV yet, but I've been getting it from a friend. I, you know, my first one's for free, but you've got to pay for the ones after that. Um, and there's a guy in that called Billy Burke. Yeah, Billy Burke. He, he plays the dad. Yeah. Have yeah. you heard of him? Anything else? Um. Yes, I have. Although I, nothing comes to mind, but I, I have um, seen him do other shit. But I can't remember what though now. Because he is fucking awesome. Like um, <laughs> I, I, I know on website they're constantly going on about him, but like I didn't realize he was in the Twilight movies. And in Revolution, he basically plays Han Solo. 
Yes, right. Like he's introduced as Han Solo. Is that a good show? It's an okay show. It's the main character is supposed to be the character you empathize with, and you can see they're building to her being the thing that unites, you know, to be the hero of the piece. It's her. She's the Luke Skywalker, uh-huh. which is an annoying fucking bella cow at the beginning of Twilight. So that doesn't work. Everything. Every time she tries to give a stirring speech, you're like, get real, you weirdo. But the point being, Billy Burke. There's, is, is he, there's no electricity he's got a sword he takes on 15 people not a, not a scratch right and he's kind of he is Han Solo you know what I mean he is the he's uh, he's Stephen Dorr from the Immortals yeah <laughs> he's basically you know he's the one who's kind of like he's the the hard edged guy yeah and watching his performance in the Twilight movies after that yeah the guy's got range you can see that he's acting on the level of it's not. I thought the first time I saw, it, I was like, "Who's the dad?" I don't care about the dad. He's yeah. wallpaper. But then when you watch him, he's like, he's done a fair bit of he's stuff. Doing a lot else. He was in Drive Angry. He was in Red Riding Hood. He was in Freaky Deaky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was. Uh, he's done a lot of TV. He was in Fringe. Oh. Um, he's great in Revolution, but I kept watching him because he's just doing the things that like he doesn't need to do, mm-hmm. but he's just doing little things. Mm-hmm. So that's great. So that's one of the things I took from the overall. So I'll, I'll go to. He also, he also had a little arc in uh, the second season at 24. He was in Ladder 49. Huh. Done a whole bunch of Gilmore, Gilmore Girls. Girls. <laughs> so yeah, so Twilight they meet. And Twilight is the young girl's guide to how to identify rapists. Yes. Jacob's hard- I didn't realize Jacob's hardly in the first one. Like no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Three not seasons much, not much. Which is why he was uh, nearly uh, recast. Yeah. Like that whole thing of like, you better fucking work the fuck out. I don't think, I don't think they're going to recast him. He worked they, the fuck out. Yeah, anyway. yeah, they, 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 they were going to recast him, and then he went and worked out. Yeah. And then the second movie. So that that was that, and I forgot this big fight at the end, which was pretty. Christian, 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 Chris Hardwick, Chris something Hardwick, Chris Hardwick, who the, the director, the, the director, director of the first film, yeah, uh, Ka- something Ka- Catherine, Catherine, Catherine Hardwick, yeah. The fight scene at the end with the you know there's three vamp- when they're playing baseball, three vampires turn up who are the worst. I mean, they, I want, I know. I know they want to go for the vampires to be otherworldly and the ultimate, you know, they, Edward once says at one point, we're the ultimate predator, you're attracted to us. Mm-hmm. They look fucking weird throughout the movies. Yep. Like, uh, Edward's skin tone varies over the course of the whole thing. And the first one, it's like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and this, and then also, the first one is very blue and green. Yeah, yeah. The second movie, um, which is New Moon, Jasper, who I had, re- I only took, it took me five movies to figure out who the back people in the background were. Yeah, like their names are just they're just there. Yeah, it's yeah. the one with the kooky hair. Yeah, it's the blonde chick guy with the kooky. Oh, there were a lot of blonde guys with kooky hair. Yeah, yeah. But some of those guys just look terrible. Yeah, um, Edward's a bit more. Well, I mean, New Moon wasn't a good movie. No, you know, I mean, but it, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. I mean, I, I thought it was a lot of movie. Yeah. I mean, Bella sits in a chair for three months is retarded, but it was done in a stylish way. Yeah, no, I, I I was just gonna say I actually quite like that. Yeah, that was a nice touch. And there's a couple yeah. of other there's a couple of other directorial things in there. Yeah, no, I when mean, no, I mean the she movie throws itself. the slice of pizza and it turns into you know they do the 2001 shot I, if they were being pretentious. I don't I don't necessarily think it was badly directed. I just don't think it was a particularly good story. It, no, it, it she's was, a whiny. It was a very it was a very weak um, chapter. Yeah, you know, uh, not much. She's manic depressive and she has hallucinations when she's thrill seeking. I think it's unfair, that's, that's wrong. Yeah, I think it's unfair to, uh, to it was Chris White's right. Paul White's was it Paul White's or Chris Chris White's Chris White's yeah. I think it's unfair uh, actually to blame him for yeah. New Moon I just thought it was a shit story yeah he filled it in quite well yeah I mean um, it's the introduction of Michael Sheen at the end which and they, lights and, uh, up that fucking franchise man and, and whether and whether you uh, hate the Twilight series or not they have managed to get good directors to make these movies yeah you know I mean uh, um, Catherine Hardwick uh, she directed Lords of Dogstown um, yeah uh, 
Chris White, he directed Golden Compass, right? Mm-hmm. But, but prior to that, I think he directed um, In Good Company, which was a which was a very good movie. And um, the, the, White, Con- the White's brothers, Yates the, the, and Condon, was it? Yates and, and, and uh, David Slade directed. David Slade, yeah. And uh, David Slade, director of. Um, and he had to make a come down because he was like, "Yeah, you saw you saw that." I was looking doing something else, and I saw that where he said, "You know that fucking vampire shit," and then he came down and said, "Actually, I read it." It's not do it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, David Slade is the director of Hard Candy and yeah. uh, 30 Days of Night and uh, they got Bill Condon to direct um, Breaking, uh, Breaking Dawn 1 and 2 yeah. he's um, director of uh, of Gods and Monsters fucking Dream Girls I mean solid fucking you know uh, Kinsey solid fucking director yeah yeah so I mean so yeah first one catch up New Moon is basically she mopes but it builds because at the end of the first one it's not a love triangle yeah no it's not the end of the second one it's building towards it yeah. And actually mainlining these things over the course of a weekend is probably the best way to watch. I can't imagine having watched these movies. If I were watch these movies a year apart or two years apart, mm-hmm. I would have been like, why the f- I want my fucking money back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, New Moon isn't a because, movie. Because it takes forever for anything to happen. Yeah. So, I mean, you kind of need to... The, the, I suppose it's the only way to really sort of experience the whole thing is that you need to give yourself a couple of days to watch the whole thing. Yeah, because the whole... Like, New Moon... Pretty much, like I said, nothing much happened like to propel things forward. You could actually cut that chapter. You, you this could, could be one movie. You could argue that this could more, be one thing, movie. more things happened in a single episode of Twenty Four or than, Seinfeld than in all, five, which is about nothing. Yeah, than in all five fucking movies of this. Thing. No, I think by the time they got to the never-ending fucking wedding and Breaking Dawn Part One, at that point, it was like this is your like you could do this a lot fucking quicker. Yeah, like Breaking Dawn. So that's right. After New Moon was Eclipse. Yeah. That's where uh, one of the vampires they killed, the first one, his mate, is coming after them and she's building lots of newborns. And it's actually, there's a plot. Right. It's not just Bella Mooney after, uh, what's his, uh, that was the one David Slade directed. And that starts in a horror way. None of the main characters just kid getting eaten by a vampire. Right. That's pretty cool. Um, there's also a vampire werewolf war in that one, which is pretty badass. Um, <laughs> but it does have, <laughs> you haven't seen that one, but where that's where Jacob comes into his own or that's New Moon he comes into his own right um, yeah New Moon is where they go to the cinema and he the other guy gets sick and he says what a marshmallow <laughs> you remember that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and then he's like I would never leave you like that and then the following day he's like fuck off I don't want to talk to you anymore <laughs> no the thing that cracked me up about New Moon was uh, the first time we get to see his his, his, uh, his his body yeah the way that they do that I just laughed my ass off is when he's like, hey, Bella, would you like to try and ride my bike? And she tries and ride the bike and she crashes. And he runs up to her and takes Oh, he just shirt. takes the shirt off. He yeah, takes yeah, yeah. the shirt off. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then, oh, well, to cut to, to, to her head. She, see, this thing, she gets hit in the head a lot. That explains a lot of the character, I reckon. Yeah. But, um, yeah, after that, it's McShirtless the whole fucking time. He just keeps running around because they're hot, not good looking. They're physically warm all the time. Yes. Which is weird. <laughs> but another way, at least they dealt with that. They're all wearing sweatpants. They must just buy like that shit by the ton. Because they're not going to do the Bruce Banner, you know? No. They're just like, this shit is not going to stretch. It's going to shred. So I'm just going to wear some fucking Georgetown shorts and fuck it. They'll get ripped up. Um, but Eclipse was the good good fight one. There's, a, there's actual drama. Shit's happening. Vampire crap's going on. The running effect got much better. Um wolf thing comes back more into it and the, the, in, the, in the third in that one in the third Does one Eclipse, Taylor Lockner- when Taylor Notner appears in that he just like there's rock music playing in the background and like they're doing stuff and then they catch up on him and he just turns around let me talk to you but the music jumps up through decibels like <laughs> like it's a re- it's like you know a handsome man enters 
Yeah, yeah. But does Taylor Lautner get better? Um, yeah, but then, you know, the, 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 the ideal for men in this series is rapists. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, no, when, but- once Edward stops being so fucking creepy, Jacob handles the baton and be like, but we, we are perfect together. It would be as easy as breathing. And it's like, for fuck's sake, man. No, but does he be, does Taylor Lautner become a better actor throughout it? Yeah, he. I mean, or, they give or, him they give him the good lines. They give him the like. Well, at least I'm not carrying a demon baby, eh? And she's like, what? Like, he gets that. He has that line to Bella, right? Because that's how that's how laissez-faire they come with the whole fucking thing. Because it's like, all right, we got some werewolves, we got some vampires, we got some demon immortal childs. What the fuck? Mm. You know, everyone. I did like that they started giving him the flipping lines. Right. I think even at one point Alice uh, who is Ashley Green who is the most intensely annoying character in the whole thing she's yes. the one who has visions yeah, yeah. and she's just like oh so happy Jesus oh. she has really on my nerves <laughs> through the film um, but she says uh, to Bella you're like you know the most you're, what's it, you're the most professionally in, in trouble person I know something along those lines mm-hmm. like she, there is there is some witty banter in there and then um, Eclipse there's the when they're hiding from the attacking newborns and There's a whole. That's the whole scene you've heard about where they're in the tent. So and is, is 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 Jacob happy at the end of this movie? Can't, do what, eclipse, hmm? eclipse, or at the end of the series? At the end of the series. Does yeah, well, that's weird. Anyway, <laughs> but in Eclipse, there was a great scene in Eclipse where we, I think we we mocked it before. The scene where they are in a tent and Jacob's outside sleeping, you know, with the dogs. Yeah. And it's cold and Bella's freezing to death, so he comes in and he warms her up because he's warm. Yeah. Because yeah. he says, "I'm hotter than you." Yeah. Around that, there's some nice little banter. There's some of the whole, you know, we could have got on if it wasn't for the fact that your smell repels me and I want to rip your fucking lungs out. And the other guy's like, yeah, we... And then you guys, no. Like, hey. And he says, yeah, you're right. No, hang on. You're not. And there's a nice, you know, it's banter. Mm. There is some banter there. Because right. most of the time, the two of them is like, ah, and it's ridiculous. <laughs> I did like the wolf effects. They've been improving over a lot of the movies. The running effects got better as well. Breaking Dawn Part 1 was just like, Ugh. Wedding for like ever, mm-hmm. like forever. Oh, the other thing I didn't realize in these movies is most of them have a cliffhanger. Not the first one, but the second one and the third one and the fourth one have pretty much a cliffhanger. The, the fifth one takes on direct from the cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. But man, I would be pissed having yeah. to watch that, and they they just fucking throw you off the cliff. Yeah. And um, but yeah, breaking breaking. Uh, I keep wanting to say breaking back. Breaking down part one was the one where they do get married and like you know fucking shit happens and there's demons bomb. But the wedding, I didn't realize it until I paused the video. The wedding takes 54 minutes. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Like the setup and everything to the honeymoon. It was 54 minutes before something resembling the plot happened. Jesus. So that one and New Moon are up there as being like, what the fuck? But then it goes into the real creepy, weird. Uh, Mark uh, Komodos talks about they should have gotten David Cronenberg to direct this one because fuck me, this must have fucked with the Twihards. That scene, we, we all know. We, we all know. There's a scene with the demon baby claws its way out and shit. Mm-hmm. That's fucked. Like at that point, Bella looks like uh, a zombie. Mm-hmm. Like the makeup's pretty good on that. She looks like shit. Like mm-hmm. they built up her, you know, they built up things to make it look like she's more gaunt. And like there's the scenes where she's just taking off the bathroom in the bathroom, and it's like she's walking dead. Right. Which is pretty cool. Right. Because like fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but. The baby bird scene, like there's a lot of you know fucking bruised the fuck by this baby. But the baby bird scene, there's a thing at one point where Edward does something I don't know what the fuck he does, but I'm like, he gets in there because the doctor's away, and right. you're like, this must have just 
put them off having kids for life because <laughs> we'd heard it was bad yeah but it is I mean there's a lot of it is shot from her point of view so it's shot through like you know they do the eyelid thing right, like right. two ellipses you can see and right, the black right. around the edges and it fades in and out right but there's still some weird shit going on there right right um but that one um Billy Burke again just goes drinking in that movie it's great in each movie Billy Burke forgets something I'm convinced they never built a set for Billy Burke's bedroom because they're always in Bella's bedroom because Edward watches when she sleeps because he's a creepy fuck yeah but her dad is always asleep on the couch or coming into the room when she's having a nightmare you never see a shot of him on a bed in any way shape or form no, he's in the kitchen or he's asleep on the couch with a beer in front of him and then Breaking Dawn part 2 which came out this week is spoilers it's a culmination of the trilogy where Bella becomes what she really wants to be there's a nice thing at the end of Breaking Dawn where she before Breaking Dawn <clears throat> to get an eclipse she explains some of the character's motivation and why she show, she's so shit hmm. she was born to become something else right and Breaking Dawn part 2 she's a lot better at doing that something else right and uh, but there's something wrong with the, the, the kid thing something wrong with that so Michael Keane and the Volturi are involved with these bad, like, badass ancient um, vampires who are campest motherfuckers you've ever seen. Michael Sheen, you, might, you know him in Tron Legacy? Mm-hmm. That. Mm. And he's great. Mm-hmm. He's fantastic. A couple of other new sites have played, but there's a point where he just laughs in this, and apparently it was ad-libbed, and it's just a weird fucking laugh, and it's perfect for the moment. And his power is that he can hold your hand and read your thoughts about what you're thinking about and stuff. Mm. So he does that in the most fey, evil way possible every single time he has to do it. Mm. And there's just lots of lots of grins and lots of, you know, Michael fucking Sheen being mm. Michael fucking Sheen. Mm. Dakota Fanning even gets to be good as well as one of those. She's one of those bad guys. Because the whole thing, the vampire mythology in these movies is weird. Yeah. And also, they have lost levels of curiosity. Yeah, you know like the TV show. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, is this even possible? It's like, well, probably you should have researched that before you did it. Or Jacob <laughs> says, "Don't do this thing; it'll kill you." And then it's not really explained why or how, so they go ahead and do it anyway. You know that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or there's a few. I mean, they, they did it for good reasons because they're teenagers, I guess. But there's a few scenes where finally people explain to each other where they're coming from, as opposed to just, "I can't see you anymore. Why? Because." It's like, well, fuck that. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, give a decent answer, you'll sort it out. There's a lot of that going on as well through the whole fucking series. But again, maybe they did that to make it seem like they're growing up because it is very much a growing up thing and they do, in the end, start explaining what the fuck is going on to each other and dealing with problems as adults. So I'm wondering if this is one of the greatest of all coming-of-ages tales that has been told. What? (laughs) (laughs) The greatest... Because they're idiots and you see them actually start not being idiots. Like the first couple of movies, they're idiots. Are you calling Twilight one of the greatest coming of ages tales ever what would show you someone being a fucking idiot everyone being idiots and growing with that so yes that's what you're saying no yeah (laughs) Jesus okay (laughs) I guess I gotta go and check them out (laughs) well you know because they committed they committed to it they did several movies where these are unlikable arseholes (laughs) okay all right um, but it comes around it, there's, a, there's a fight scene but there's you also you saw this on your own yeah <laughs> I thought I had the cinema to myself so no one would see me but there were people there um, it does get a great fight you, scene you, there is a great fight scene and the, there is a great fake were you the only person seeing it on their own yes <laughs> and everyone else was under 20 <laughs> <laughs> and well, are they, are they? at one point two girls did lean forward and go oh yeah really which is one of the characters and I was like Oh, because there is this, no it does build up well and there's a huge I climax. don't want to hear anymore but there's a huge we have our cake we, overall the whole series it's weird uh, I can't I still can't really understand the whole 
purpose <laughs> of the Twilight Saga. Well, the appeal, but they're better than Driving Miss Daisy. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> I don't. So basically, you're saying I don't understand why someone felt the need for this to exist. But yeah. but they're not as bad as you thought they'd be. If they made three movies, it might have worked better because it wouldn't be so much boring shit. Yeah, because you could have, and it could have been cool because. At one point, one character becomes Neo, and that's always fun. Oh, really? And there's a lot of like, there's a lot of trumpet blaring and stuff. People do so for cool, which is just reminding me constantly of the uh, the Matrix, you know. Right, 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 right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it, but I was. I'm sad to say, I was emotionally invested by the end of it. <laughs> you team Edward or team Jacob? Those they're both <laughs> fucking idiots I mean I can't believe there's a team thing it, it never seemed to be a competition you know what I mean yeah they're both idiots you saw the Hunger Games right yeah because they, they, they're talking about setting up a trilogy uh, a love triangle there yeah but it's very clear she wants one person she's not interested in the other person at all yeah I found that in the, the, the Twilight thing to be total the same way yeah. it's very clear from the off the entire way along you, you, you know she's one never, is up here and the other is like she's never, like a slightly never, more than a brother she's never gonna go for fucking Jacob no most of you can hope for is that like there'll be a fight between and they get sloppy seconds when he when he dies or something. Yeah. Well, yeah. I enjoyed them more than I thought I would. All right then. So we'll finish up as usual with the Malaysian U.S. box office top ten. Starting at number ten in Malaysia is Jabta Haijan. You heard about that? Nope. Number nine, mm-hmm. Istanbul Akutatan. Yes. Number eight, Poda Pony. Number, s- number seven, Pitch Perfect. This is a uh, Siegfried, right? And uh, Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. Oh, Anna Kendrick is consistently funny across the, the Twilight movies. I I did not find her particularly funny in the first two. No, she's annoying in those. But even in in the last movie, everyone who's been in the in the trilogy and the fucking five movies as any character mm-hmm. is in a credits montage. Even if they're not in that actual movie. Oh right. And during that ten second credit montage, Anna Kendrick's funny. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Okay then. Uh, number six, six Cold, Cold War. War. Number five, Tupaki. Number four, Skyfall. You seen that yet? Uh, no. Oh, you got it? Number three, Pontiana versus Orang Minya. Number two, Rise of the Guardians. Getting middling okay reviews. Like, it's weird looking movie. The, the reviews. I don't want to see it. The review- <laughs> I don't want to see it. The, the Santa Claus. I don't want to imagine Santa Claus as a fucking Russian bouncer who's going to beat my head in with an axe. <laughs> And number one, The Twilight Saga, Breaking Dawn Part 2. At the US, number 10, Argo. At number nine, Silver Linings Playbook. Number eight, Flight. Oh, the trailer for Flight played before uh, Breaking Dawn Part 2. Mm-hmm. That's still, that's an amazing trailer. No, as a trailer. I've heard weird things about the movie not matching up to the trailer. Have you heard those? Yes, yes. But as a trailer, it looks really cool. it's an amazing trailer. Yeah. Uh, number seven, Red Dawn. I hear this is shit. Yeah. At number six, Wreck-It Ralph coming out in Malaysia this week, apparently. Yep. Number five, Life of Pi. Also coming out this week. Yeah. Number four, uh, Rise of the Guardians. Uh, number three, Lincoln. Number two, Skyfall. Have you heard much about Lincoln? Uh, yes, it's uh, doing very well, and uh, the reviews are very good. I haven't. I just missed, seem to have missed it somehow. Uh, number two, Skyfall, and at number one, Mirroring Malaysia. It's Twilight Saga: Breaking Dawn Part Two. Yep. Yeah. So that ends the podcast for today, uh, Gavin. If people would like to see more of you, where can they find that? Um, I, I write the uh, film column for the uh, Malaysian uh, edition of Esquire magazine. Okay. Yep. That's Esquire so, magazine. Esquire magazine. Yep. <laughs> Just, <laughs> look at the film column. <laughs> the film column. 
Um, if you look under Starburst Magazine, I have a few things I'll be writing there as well. So you can see us that. And you can both us find us on both on Twitter as well. So I'm at Gaviap. And I'm at McNasty Prime. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.